Hi, everybody. This is Sabrina Wood, the Cinnamon Cinephile, and we're here for another episode of 5 by 5 a movie podcast. And my guest expert this week is Andrea Cascotti-Mayer, who is a longtime friend and a literary agent. And today's topic is going to be Christmas Hallmark movies. <laughs> <laughs> Andrea and I have known each other for about 40 years. <laughs> Since we were babies. <laughs> Since we were babies, a little before the womb, we've known each other. And I don't think I really knew that you loved Hallmark movies as much as I do until fairly recently, right? It's sort of one of my secret uh, vices, my secret pleasures. <laughs> mm. So, Andrea, tell us a little bit about you and um, what you are, what you do, and uh, how I know you. Well, we've known each other since we were teenagers, and I am a literary agent, and I represent books for children through adults. One of my areas that I represent in is romance, women's romance. So I think that stemmed from the fact that I like to watch a lot of these Hallmark movies, and I just thought, you know, I like to read those books and watch the movies. I should also find some clients to represent who have, uh, you know, who work in that genre. So now I do. Yes, and I tell you, I I am named after a romantic movie, Sabrina. My mother loved them, and we used to watch Hallmark movies all the time. I mean, I go way back to the Hallmark Hall of Fame, you know, Amal and Night Visitors, The Gift of the Magi, The Homecoming. I can name all those old ones. But this new thing with the Countdown to Christmas, this is the 10th anniversary of Hallmark's Countdown to Christmas, and the 24-7 showing of Christmas movies and Hallmark has definitely made it their brand and it's being quickly stolen by other channels. I think Lifetime is doing a, cer a certain kind of thing with it too, but Hallmark is the granddaddy of them all with showing Christmas movies all season long. And I think it started right after Halloween because we've been watching them for a while now. They're premiering. Well, they some do of it the in July now too. Yes. Christmas in July. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So we used to have a big Christmas in my family, and I think that's why I'm so taken with it, because it's combining two of my favorite things, Christmas and romance. <laughs> and my mom, <laughs> my mom used to really do it up at Christmas. We had all the traditions and things like that. So, you know, now that I'm older, it's not living near family. You know, it takes I have to travel home to get to family. It is it's it's fun for me to watch these Christmas movies because it does remind me of when I was a little kid and when my mother used to do all the great things that she did to make Christmas so wonderful for us. So mm. that's something that you see you're familiar with too. I know, you know, I remember your room and when we were kids and you had a princess bedroom. So I know your I family. <laughs> we always had a lovely Christmas, but we always had the big Italian, you know, Christmas with all the relatives at my grandparents' house. And, you know, when you, when you have kids, you tend to, you know, try to make Christmas special. But for me, I think it's more about the fact that, um, you know, in the, in the dark cold of winter, you just want something to cheer you up and, you know, cocoa and, you know, ski lodges and lots of twinkly lights and Christmas music it just makes you feel better about the whole winter thing. <laughs> the whole dark of winter. Yes, that's exactly. Exactly. So we're going to kick this off with our five favorite Christmas movies by Hallmark. And, you know, before we do that, I just want to give a shout out to Bill Abbott, who is the president and CEO of Hallmark Channel, Crown Media. And he is an alum of our school. We both went to the College of the Holy Cross and Bill Abbott did also. And so, Bill, this is for you. Our top five Christmas Hallmark movies. All right. Andrea, why don't you start it off and give me your number five Hallmark film. Oh, this is so hard to pick five. I can't even tell you. I'm agonizing over this because as soon as I say one, I say, no, I have to pick a different one. Um, <laughs> so I think I'm going to pick for my number five, The Christmas Detour. I think that's the yeah. name of it. With Candace Cameron Bure. And it's about a woman who is a um, uh, who's traveling across country to see her fiance, who's very rich. 
and she's on a plane that um, is delayed because of oh, because of a big, huge snowstorm. So she and the other passengers end up having to drive from Buffalo down to Long Island. Maybe that's why I like it because they're going to end up in the Hamptons. Yeah, definitely. Long Island. Um, <laughs> And it has one of my favorite male leads, Paul Green. And of course, he has a problem in his life, too, where he didn't want to go home to see his family. And they clash. And then, of course, they end up falling in love. And the fiance is not the great guy that she thought he was. You know, he's too stuffy. And she realizes that the man she met on the plane is the man for her. They're the cold, rich Hamptons family, you know. Yes. (laughs) I love, that's one thing I love about Hallmark. You know, sometimes rich is bad and sometimes rich is wonderful. Like if you're a prince (laughs) or something, then it's great if you're really rich. But then you can be that kind of bad rich. And these people are just horrible. I mean. They they are horrible. They're very um, concerned about appearances. Appearances. she She doesn't fit their way of life. She wants to do things her way. And they have a very set way of wanting to have this wedding and they're not really sure about her to begin with because she's not probably who they would have picked for her, their son. It also has um, a second male lead, you know, the fiance named Marcus Rosner, I think that's how you say his name. He's uh, in a lot of Hallmark movies. So it was interesting to see him. him in a secondary role here. He gets dumped almost all the time. Yeah. He's so good looking. You can't feel sorry for him. <laughs> you cannot, but you know what? He's he's the guy that you do feel sorry for when he gets dumped. So sometimes there's the bad boyfriend and you just can't wait for her to dump him. But yeah. in this movie, he plays that boyfriend that he's like, when he says he doesn't like her snort laugh, I was like, oh, you're so out. <laughs> he's like, what is that noise you're making? <laughs> That's the way I laugh. One of the things that I love about Hallmark movies is there's always something that's a little over the top that you go, hmm, would that really happen? But you love it anyway. And this, and for me, in this movie, it's, she tries to bring this huge vision board onto the plane and she has to <laughs> leave the rest of her luggage so she can carry this vision board with her. So they're in the middle of a snowstorm in Buffalo, New York, and she's carrying this vision board, you know, and it's just like, okay, that's just Right. Crazy. And it doesn't get wet or soggy or anything. I mean, didn't they, isn't there me cute that she, she dropped the board and he picked it up for her or something like yeah. that? I can't. Yeah. And they're at the, yeah, she's trying, yes, yeah, it's, it's it's very funny. Of course, it's next to each other on the plane, you know, it has all of this. It's, it's, yeah. it's cute. It's just very cute. <laughs> vision boards everywhere. And her boyfriend's on it. She's got all this crap on the vision yeah. board. I can't even believe they let her bring that on board. Okay, so number five, Christmas Detour with Paul Green and Cameron's Cameron Beret. My number five, I'm going back a little bit. This is one that I, I, I don't know if a lot of people have seen this one. It's called One Starry Christmas. And it's from night that one. It's Sarah Carter and it's Damon Runyon. And it's about this woman who's an astronomer, which Ooh. got me immediately. I mean, like she's an she's not baking cookies. I mean, not that I don't love bakers and all this stuff, but you know, I'm a big science fiction fan. And the fact that she's an astronomer and she's a professor and she's going up for this big grant, she's got this, you know, she's got the boyfriend that's a lawyer and he's got the big time job opportunity in new york so he goes to new york and he leaves her at christmas he's gonna go and to this job interview you know right at christmas that's the the bus ride the bus ride yes and she meets the cowboy on the bus bus. i forgot about that one i do like that one too i love talk about this doesn't happen poetic license (laughs) okay he meets a cowboy with a saddle on the, the bus, bus. Their, their meet cute is that she's like drooling on him on, on the bus and Damon Runyon is playing this rodeo guy and so he's on the bus he's going to the New York rodeo or the New Jersey rodeo but there are a lot of rodeos in that part of the country believe it or not <laughs> and I I love this movie because it's another another travel it's another kind of detour movie mm-hmm. again both of our number five you know, the bus breaks down, they got to get a truck and they're driving to New York. I mean, what is with this things breaking down and driving to New York, but totally romantic. And of course they get there and they kind of do the Christmas thing. They go Christmas shopping, they go, they do ice skating. And he tells the story of the fact that he doesn't really have a lot of family and Christmas hasn't really been a big thing. And her family is just doing it up. Cause I mean, as soon as they get there, mom's got cookies and she's cooking. I mean, I love this family. They're just into it. So the other thing I love about this movie is that they brought in a real country Western singing star. He's actually Canadian. Oh. 
and his name was George Cameron. He plays the older brother and he sings that song about the cowboy going up into the stars and getting the yellow rose. Remember that he sang that song. I fell in love. I fell in love on the song. (laughs) I was totally gone when they started singing that song. And then of course the lawyer boyfriend comes in and, you know, he says something really crazy. You knew he was dead in the water from the very first moment of that show, when he put up the Christmas tree in our house and he put up a fake white tree, I was like, Oh, mm-hmm. you are so gone. <laughs> <laughs> not you know, right away they are going to be, you know, <laughs> and you knew from the beginning, he was not going to be the boyfriend that was going to make it. They weren't going to like have some issue and then get back together. No, this is not the guy. And you just were waiting to see who the guy was. Then she gets on the bus and he's a cowboy. And you're like, okay, okay. And it even has a mad horse ride through New York City in it. So wow. line dancing, there's line dancing in it, a Christmas <laughs> horse ride. <laughs> and that's my number five, oh. One Starry Christmas. That's a classic Hallmark <laughs> crazy movie that I, I I just love the kind of older one that yeah. just had all this crazy stuff going on in it. I know. It's not uh, the typical one that, you know, you see a lot of where it's all, it doesn't take place in a typical location either, which is nice too. No, you know, it's not in a lodge or on a, at a ski resort. It's, no, it's on a bus. It's on a bus. On a bus. <laughs> no, well then it's on a, it's in a pickup truck. You know, they, they finally get to New York, but okay. So that was my number five, one starry Christmas. And she does, by the way, get the big time job and she becomes this, you know, renowned professor at the school. And he just thinks that she's the most wonderful thing. He actually read her thesis. And, you know, when he read her thesis, I knew, okay, this is wow. the one. He really, <laughs> he, so he actually deserves her. Yes. So number four, number four, what do we have for number four? Andrea? My number four is a very merry mix up. And it's also a little older. It's um, a movie from a few years back um, with Alicia, Alicia Witt. I don't know that the main male lead is somebody who's in a lot of Hallmark movies. She's traveling to her fiance's hometown to meet her future in-laws. Her fiance is a real estate agent, I believe, a real estate developer. And he's not, he's closing a big deal. And when she is at the airport, her luggage is lost. And she meets another guy whose luggage is lost. And lo and behold, she finds out this guy is the brother of her fiance. Then they get into a car accident and they both end up in the hospital. That's right. She learns that he has his suffering a broken heart from a broken engagement. And they are surprised. So this guy, the guy she meets at the airport, his parents arrive to the hospital and they're surprised actually to find out that their son, the one who's still in New York or wherever they are, is engaged, but they bring her into the house and they make, take care of her. And there's this great scene where they have to stay up all night because they, they're afraid they have concussions. Wait, I think is he? He's not really the real brother-in-law, exactly, though, right? Exactly, exactly, exactly. Oh, so what happens okay, is that <laughs> as the day, as the time goes on, um, some of those things she's sharing about this brother that she's engaged to, they're like, "Oh, we, we didn't know that about him. We didn't know that about him." And then he finally shows up and finds her and it's this this guy that is supposedly the brother and finds out that's not her fiance. So then they have right. to figure out so she's at the she's at the Mitchum house and he's not it's not this Mitchum. It's not that Matt Mitch Matt Mitchum and that Billy Mitchum. It's somebody got it, got they it. have okay. to find oh, sorry. I, I her blew your real I blew family point. that she belongs with. And that real right. family is just very cold. And and on top of that, the real estate deal that her fiance is making is to sell her business because he needs that parcel of land to make his bigger real estate deal. So we know this guy is like really scum. He's dead. He is dead. Right. And of course she has fallen in love with the other guy and you know, right. uh, They they, they have to, they have to sit up all night because they can't go to sleep because they think they might have concussions or something. Exactly. exactly. (laughs) So it's so different, you know, it's a different movie because you know, it's a cute idea too, that you might meet somebody and say, Oh, I know so-and-so. Oh, I know so-and-so. Oh my God. Then you find out you don't even know the same person or you're not the same person or whatever. Not talking about the same person at all. And you kind of wonder what kind of family would you be in that you're at the point where you're about to marry this person and you have never met their family and you don't know the brother. I mean, these people live like when, once they go to the city, 
they never interact with the country people until they come back for the holidays. That's sort of one of the tropes, you know, like Sydney, exactly. he's like, it doesn't exist. And, and they never, they know, like a lot of these families, and interestingly enough, despite the fact that Hallmark movies are all about family and Christmas and holidays, there's a lot of broken families in these movies. This is true. I mean, well, they're trying to they're, they're preaching to the they're preaching to the choir, I guess. But yes, there are all these broken families that just they can't deal. They don't speak. They're, they're, they're strange. And, and, you know, that country city thing is mm-hmm. prevalent. I mean, very I, good. I, I, yeah, good. city bad. <laughs> <laughs> city bad. If you want to, I mean, if you want that job in the city, you're bad, and you know. And there's always, I, there's oftentimes, a bad real estate developer who comes to the country to buy something yeah, very, very precious to the people in the country. You're gonna destroy it and just make thing. it a mall. It's gonna be a yeah. mall, <laughs> and right. all the time, the real estate developer is usually the bad guy, and then uh, the lawyers are always bad. Real estate developers are bad, and you know, cookie bakers, bakers are always wonderful people, but. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. What's your, what is your next one? My number four is the person we just mentioned, Nikki Deloach, who I love, and it is reunited at Christmas. I loved it. It was a very kind of different story. It was a the grandmother had passed away and she wanted all her family to come back for Christmas and do everything on this list. And this is a very hallmark thing. There's a list of things that have to happen at Christmas <laughs> and the grandmother mandates that they do these things. So the divorced mother and father come back, the sister and her that husband, the unusual part, the divorced yes. mother and father, divorced mother and father. And then Nikki Deloach comes back with her new boyfriend. Well, she's been going out with him for a year, but then we get the backstory that, you know, a lot of these women in these Hallmark movies are traumatized and they can't get over things, but she has some serious things that she's trying to get over. She got left at the altar and her parents get divorced after like 30 years of marriage and just totally shakes her world. I mean, she's like, well, if I got left at the altar and my parents are divorced, I just don't know what to tell you. I can't handle that at all. And then the boyfriend at Christmas being wonderful, everybody's back again, springs the ring on her and she just can't handle it. She's like, oh, no, no, no. We never talked about this. And she just freaks him out and she she doesn't want the ring. <laughs> so she's already suffering writer's block on top of it all. She's supposed to write a Christmas book and she can't put word to paper. So Andrea, you know, you're a literary agent. Do you have, do you have clients that have <laughs> writer's blocks? Oh, sure. Well, they, I guess they don't get married to figure out <laughs> how to get out of it. But our star here is, is going through a lot of stuff. She can't write. She doesn't want to get married. Her grandmother's dead. Her parents are divorced. It's just a mess. But, you know, she's got this hunk on her arm and she's not letting them help. She's not letting them help at all. And everybody is trying to wait till she works through it. But I love this movie because another reason, Bill Murphy, the father who was, had been a policeman and policemen are always I have a soft spot in my heart for policemen, too. Mm. I love that actor. And his name is oh. Andrew Airely. He He's always like. He's one of the dads all the time. But I love the fact that he gets the secondary love story in this movie. He's trying to get back together with his wife. And I thought that was so sweet. And of course, the boyfriend, he kind of he's I can't deal with this. You know, they're lying. So here's there's always this kind of hallmark thing where you need to bring a guy who pretends to be your boyfriend for for Christmas, but she's got the real boyfriend and they're pretending to be engaged, but they're not. So this is going on and it's well, just... Well, no, he, pro- he proposed to her. He did propose yeah, to her. Yeah, but she didn't take the ring. So she's like, no, oh, we're not getting okay. married. But they're pretending that they are getting married and she's like making this guy go through all kinds of angst and he just finally oh. says, you know, I can't be off at home. And he's lying to his parents and it's just, it's awful. So... <laughs> So lying about his parents. So that's my that's my number four. I love the end. You know, there's there's a, she she gets in the minivan and she just you know blazes home. And I, honest to God, I was really the first time I saw this movie. I was so afraid he wasn't going to be there. I was like, oh my god, she's not <laughs> forgetting for a second that this was a Hallmark movie and that everything is going to be all right, which is why we love them. <laughs> But he was there. And as I always say at the end of the day, it's a happy ending. Yay. It's a happy ending. 
So, you know, she runs into his arms, she takes the ring and they, they put the star, they find the star, they put it on top of the Christmas tree. I mean, I'm crying at this point. Um, they open up the star. I just lose it. You know, <laughs> so, so that's my number four reunited at 2018 starring Mick, Nikki Deloach and my favorite dad, Andrew Arley, who plays Bill Murphy. I know there's going to be a part two. There's going to be another one. <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> number three for you, Andrea. Okay, my number three is another oldie. I, I went kind of, I, I think maybe because I've watched the older ones so much that they're more firmly embedded in my heart. Mm. So this this is called The Most Wonderful Time of the Year, and it is starring Brooke Burns and Henry Winkler. And yes. somebody, a guy that I don't know, Warren Christie. So Henry Winkler is the uncle of Brooke Burns, and he is on a plane. He was He's a, he's a retired cop from New York. He's, on, he's going to visit his niece in Chicago for the holidays. And when he gets lost at the, a little bit lost at the airport, he's helped by this guy who's traveling um, who has, who has to, who was supposed to be going to Denver, but because of snow, of course, in Chicago, his flight is canceled. And Henry Winkler says, you know, you can come and stay with me at my niece's house. And of Thanks, course, uncle. He doesn't <laughs> want anything to do with this guy. Uh, what I like about this movie is, of course, she has a boyfriend who is a materialistic businessman. She has a son from a previous relationship, you know, where the husband was a scum and left. And so she's, you know, got a chip on her shoulder and she's trying to find this one present for her son, which is this bicycle that's sold out. And she doesn't know how to get this bicycle, but she finds that it's in this, it's in a store window in a you know shop in her town. And she says to the guy, well, you know, sell it to me. And he said, are you kidding me? Everybody comes in thinking I have this stock. I just keep it in the window to lure people in. I don't really have any more. This is the only one I have. And she said, makes a deal with him. And she says, all right, I'm going to buy it now. You give it to me Christmas Eve. That way you can have people keep coming in your shop, but it's, it's sold. It's already sold to me. So I thought, oh, that was such a clever mom move. You know, <laughs> how can I get around? It's nobody wants to disappoint their kid on Christmas. Right. For some reason, even though this is Chicago and this guy has to get to Denver, his plane is really not going anywhere for a very long time. So he stayed in her house for a very long time. And Henry Winkler does not think the boyfriend is the best boyfriend or fiance for his yeah. niece. So he wants the two of them to be together. And he convinces this guy, Morgan, to climb up on the roof to pretend to be one of Santa's helpers to make sure that the son will still believe in, in Christmas. And that kind of is what softens this woman's heart to this guy. And of course she discovers that the fiance boyfriend or whatever he is, did something scummy to her too. And so she dumps him and runs to the airport just when this guy's finally ready to leave. And also he's a chef, which who doesn't like a chef. And at the, at the airport, she by mistake, like tells, you know, starts saying how she feels about him and it's it's broadcast over the airport PA system. So, you know, got everything. Definitely. It has somebody making great food. It has the yeah. bad boyfriend who does something scummy. I mean, he's not just like cold hearted. It has Henry Winkler pulling the strings. Like it's in, a, in a way, you know, Henry, how Henry Winkler could be so charming. He's her uncle. Her mother, oh, her mother doesn't show up for Christmas. So she's really upset. Right. Um, but he's not going to do exactly what she wants him to do. He's going to do what he thinks is right for her because he wants her to be happy. And so he just, you know, he plays a little matchmaker and, it's, and he's really, and he's a cop. And so he's very blunt. <laughs> People. And, he's you like, know, he says nasty things about the boyfriend and she's like, Uncle Ralph, or I think his name is Ralph, Uncle Ralph, you know, stop saying those things about Richard. And he's like, I don't really care. Look at the shoes. He's wearing $800 shoes. You can't trust a guy with $800 shoes. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that, was, that was a good one. And he was right, though. He was right. But as I said to you a little earlier, my favorite scene was when, um, you know, boyfriend came out of the shower, which is so, this is one of the definite older homes. Oh, Yes. I'm like, what is going oh, on? And she came in to give him some more towels. And we get, I was like, hubba hubba. This and is then awful. there's a scene where she's come out of the shower and she's in her towel and he's, he's washing the window or something. And she sees him and he like practically falls off the ladder because she screams, you know, so it's a little risque. This is, this is, you know, 10 years ago we're talking. So this is a little things older. Changed. So things are a little, things are a little racier on these Hallmark movies, a little older, these older ones. Yeah. And I think maybe they weren't, they weren't pumping them out as fast as they are now. I, th- I think that kind of has something to do with the stories right now seem a little the same. I love them, but they, they're not as different as these older. Yeah, it's quirky. They had a few quirks in the older ones. <laughs> they definitely did. Some of them are just too crazy. So I have now here's a, okay. So we, that was your number three. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
I was going back and forth with my number three here because I wanted so hard to get Daniel Lissing on my list somehow. Oh. My Mountie Jack from When Calls the Hearts. Okay, Hardys, if you're listening to this, yes, I am still a Hardy. And Jack, you will always be my Mountie Jack. That red surge, baby. But um, I, I didn't put December Bright on my list. I had to take it off. But I went with the other star of When Calls the Heart, Aaron Krakow. And somebody yeah. actually appeared in When Calls the Heart, Niall Matter. And it's Finding Father Christmas. And this oh, was a hallmark. I haven't seen that one. Oh, really? Oh, my God. You're going to love this one. So Aaron Krakow plays this woman who is a, she's alone in the world. And I have known people who were truly alone in the world. They were orphaned young, really don't have any family. Her mother was a single mom. Uh, she doesn't know who her father is, and she's trying to find out who he is. And all she has is this suitcase that her mother gave, that she found. Somebody gave her the suitcase that the mother had, you know. And the mother died the, the night of doing some play, and I think the play was A Christmas Carol. So, of course, somehow we get Dickens oh. in this. And now she's got she's got something from the playbill, and she's got a picture. And she's going to this town that's on the back of the picture that where the picture is taken. And so she goes to this town to see if she can figure out who her father is. And of course she meets Niall Matter and they have the little meet cute where she thinks he's the hired help and he really owns the place. And she's kind of giving him a little whatever, whatever. And they're looking each other over and you just know like, okay, there is no bad boyfriend in this. There's, there's no one. She has no one. She has no boyfriend. She has a great job. She's doing well. She's not you know, destitute or anything. She's got cash. She flies, she flies out there, but she's trying to find out who she is. Wendy Malick is in it, who I love. Oh, wow. Yeah, and she plays. Me too. Yeah, she plays like the rich, you know, woman in the town that she's going to who's got a secret. And it's a wonderful story of them, of this woman trying to f- put the pieces together about who her father is. And then what happens when she finds out who her father is? It's like. Oh, uh-oh. dot, dot, dot. Dot, dot, big dot. <laughs> it's very romantic. She gets to experience a Christmas with a family. Niall Matters, Matters, Matters family runs an inn that she's staying at, and they have the great Christmas, and they've got the hot cocoa, and she goes. But they don't get together? Oh, girl, yeah, they get together. They were together like as soon as oh. they looked at each other. I was. Oh, I thought they didn't get together. I thought you said that, like she didn't have a boyfriend. Like she doesn't have a boyfriend. She doesn't have a boyfriend when she she doesn't have a boyfriend to uh, get rid of to get uh, together with Niall. <laughs> That's what I meant. She's she's free. She's for loose and fancy free when she comes blowing into town. The only thing is they're a continent apart. You know, he's in Vermont and she's in California. So there's that. Um, so finding Father Christmas, and so they fall in love because. His father usually plays Ebenezer Scrooge in the annual play. He has a heart attack and, you know, the play is in a week and, oh, my God, what are they going to do? So the son has to step in and she's reading him the lines and they fall in love while he's getting ready to do a Christmas. So, okay, so that's my number, my number three, Finding Father Christmas. Okay, my next movie is called Nine Lives of Christmas. <laughs> and I think it's from 2016, maybe. And it's a it's a, just a lovely movie about a veterinary student who um, is living in an apartment uh, where she's not allowed to have cats and she secretly has a cat. She meets a firefighter who doesn't want any attachments. He doesn't want a cat. He doesn't want anything. But, but a, a cat kind of adopts him. And she gets kicked out of her apartment because his girlfriend, who is the daughter of a very rich... Bad rich. owner where this veterinary cat works, I mean, veterinary um, works, kind of is snippy with her and she gets her father to fire her. So now she doesn't have a job and then she gets kicked out of her apartment because they find out she has a cat. So she has no place to go. And the firefighter says, well, I have a house, you know, with an apartment upstairs. You know, you can come and stay in my apartment. Yeah, he flips houses. Yes, he flips (laughs) houses. And she turns out to be very handy. So she can do things around the house like she connected the stove for him. And she's putting up Christmas lights to help him sell it because it'll, it'll look prettier. Yeah, she um, cooks. She, she doesn't want to get involved with him because she's so busy being going to vet school. But she really secretly likes him a lot. Mm-hmm. And she's very self-conscious and very uncomfortable around him, which is so sweet because 
she's not smooth at all. And he's getting a lot of razzing at back at the firehouse because everyone's like, oh, that's your girlfriend, huh? You're living together. And he's like, no, we're not living together. I don't want to ever be tied down. <laughs> and then what happens is she invites him to go with her to a reception that her sister, who's a real estate developer. Good real uh, estate developer because it's the female. Yes, good real estate developer because it's a sister. <laughs> um, and he says he can't go. Um, and she goes anyway, and he sees her there with another woman, and she gets very upset. And then it turns oh. out that it, it had to do with something to do with, like, it was the major wife or something. I, I remember. was upset when I saw him there. When I first saw this movie, I was totally upset when he was there. <laughs> but, of course, in the end, so it ends, oh, of course, happily ever after, and it ends at a pet adoption day because she's really all alone except for her sister. So she, on Christmas day, she's going to be doing a pet adoption and he comes along with the fire truck and you know, the cats love each, their cats love each other. So they, of course they have to fall in love. And I, what I love is that very subtly. So a lot of times their names kind of sound holidayish and her name is Merrily. (laughs) And I thought, Oh, that sounds like, you know, a Christmassy kind of name, Mary Lee or whatever. Um, But he is Brandon Routh, Bruce. I forget how you say his name. And he, so, and she is, I don't know who she is, but she's been in a lot of Hallmark things. I love her. Gregory Harrison. Gregory Harrison is in it. Yes. Who, who he's a friend of Hallmark. He's also in Chesapeake Shores. He comes in every now and then there. And I, I loved his role as his surrogate father in this movie. Yeah. It was really great. He was, he could see what was going on. He was trying to tell his mentor, mentee there that he needed to go with this woman. She was great. This is what he was looking for. Yeah. Because he, he was going. And he didn't even know it. Women like, I don't know what. he dated. Oh, he models. dated a lot of models. Right. It always cracks me up when the model, like this model was really shallow. And oh, she wasn't man. all that tall and skinny either. <laughs> Some of these models are like, you'd never make it in models. She said, oh, I just shot a, I just shot a something for Vogue. And I'm thinking, but I don't remember which, you know, who it was for. And I'm thinking, you didn't shoot anything for Vogue. You're like, you know, five feet four. You know? Right, right, <laughs> right, right, you right. Vogue. And you're not really, you get stringy hair and I don't like you. But <laughs> Exactly. But, but Paige, it, but, and it was um, Paige or something. She was horrible. Sweet. The sweet thing about this main character woman and her sister is that their parents had died. And this is the, she's the older sister, the, the vet student. So she had put her life on hold so she could get her sister through high school. And so right. she didn't finish college and she didn't go to vet school when she wanted. And also I know really vet school is really, really hard to get into. So she must be super smart. <laughs> <laughs> I like that part too, that she, she was had given up everything to, to do this for the sister and the sister is married to a guy that always plays like the, the boyfriend or the husband of the secondary person. He, mm. he rarely gets any lines, but this poor guy, he has been the guy that every, every one of the bees couple has been marrying or dating or something. And he just loves his role as that guy. You know, he's not even the bad boyfriend. He's just the, the good other husband. Just the good. I know. And I, you know what? That's something that that deserves a little, uh, you know, a minute or two. The uh, the secondary couple that is very supportive and thoughtful and provides sort of a, you know, um, like the, the uh, you know, the contrast to the troubled main character who isn't, you know, doesn't have their life together yet. You know, it's like you can see that there's once this other couple gets together, it'll be just a lovely, you know, force of a lovely family yes. of some kind. Going to be great. They're always pulling for them. And I, and exactly. I love that Hallmark has this stock of character actors that play these roles over and yep. over and over. And they don't seem to say, like, when is it going to be my turn to be the leading man? But <laughs> they could be leading men, maybe. But they're not really, they're not tall enough or I don't know what. But the 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 secondary actresses are usually really cute and perky or something, but for some yeah. reason they always are in this, this uh, B role. And I don't know whether maybe they just like it that way, but we love them. And we do want to give a shout out to all the, the B, the B role actors, the B players, the B players. <laughs> we love you. The other, the dads, the moms, <laughs> the recurring mom. And dad. some of them are people who used to be like more famous, like Sharon Lawrence. In yes. um, a recent movie about um, a cookie, a Christmas um, <laughs> candy cane company, and the daughter is Jody Sweeten, right. and the mother has a is has gotten her daughter a dog for Christmas, and she's right, she's a dog. So she won't let her daughter in. But Sarah Lawrence was a major character on, um, I think it was uh, one of the one of the cop shows, either NYPD or um, right, right. Street Blues or one of those, and. You know, she's she's playing the mom and she's, she's playing really the mom. good at it. She's a really good actress. 
And I'm glad she got to keep the dog. She kept the dog. I know. She got to keep the dog. She kept the dog. Everybody knew she wanted the dog. Yeah. <laughs> of course, that stars my, my, one of my five favorite guys, Andrew Walker. Love him. Yes, me too. I don't care what he's in. I'm watching it. I'm watching it. I, <laughs> I didn't put his, uh, he had one where he um, made a bet with a bunch of guys that he could marry this girl by Christmas or something. I didn't put that one on there because that was, that whole thing was so cheesy that the whole setup. I yeah. like that. So I, so Andrew, that's the only reason why you didn't make my list, and I didn't put him dashing in through the snow on this list either, only because I I wanted to talk about a different movie. But okay, so and my favorite Christmas actress did not make my list either, and that's Rachel Boston. I like a lot of the movies she was in. But oh yeah, I like her in a, a lot of the movies, but I didn't like them more than. I mean, I can only pick five. It's tough. Yeah, I know. She, I you know she made that one crazy movie where she was the ice sculptress. Yeah, I love that movie. That was such a weird movie. I mean, she was like an ice carver. I'm like, really? Yeah. <laughs> and then the- I liked it. <laughs> I would do, but um, yeah. Well, we're crazy, Andrea. I mean, we know. Yeah, I know. Movies. I mean, I know-, I know nothing about ice carving, and now I think, oh my god, I should be. I should learn ice carving. Oh uh, yeah, movies, you know, know like <laughs> I want to decorate cakes and <laughs> carve things in ice. You know, you got to let the ice come out a little bit and don't carve it when it's absolutely cold and it's going to crack right down the middle. I mean, come on. <laughs> I never would have learned that if I didn't watch a Hallmark movie. <laughs> okay, so that was your number two. And what was the title? Uh, that was my number. Oh. No, <laughs> we got too many. We have too many movies. All right. I have six. I'll take one out. We have six. Yes. Okay. I, no, don't take it out because we love them. Um, all right. My number That's why. My number I was supposed two. to cut one. Number two. I, I agonized, but this is how I, I actually have like 10 movies on this list that I have in front of me. Um, I was agonizing between which Michael Reedy, Reedy movie I wanted to put on there, whether it was going to be Christmas at Homestead or a joyous Christmas, because I love Michael. You know, he was in the uh, Sisters of the Traveling Pants. He was in uh, Timeless. He's been in a lot of other things. So he's he is one of the few American actors on this list. Hallmark, even though it is a, an American company, they their studio is up in Canada and they do most of their filming in Toronto and most of their stable of actors. And Vancouver. Canadian, right? In Vancouver, right? And um, so most of their most of the actors are Canadian, but Michael is one of the Americans. And I decided to go with a joyous Christmas, yes, instead of Christmas at Homestead. And I picked it because it has a motivational speaker kind of person who is played by Natalie Knapp and she plays Rachel and she's kind of estranged from her family and she's coming into town to do this motivational speech. And then they decide that they want to put a Christmas kind of thing on it. And so they hire Michael Reedy's character and they have their meet cute because he's trying to pick a Christmas tie. And she picks the she picks the more sedate tie for him or something like that. He kind of wants to go with the wild Santa tie, but anyway, that's how they meet up. So they have this whole thing that's gonna set up. But the big thing is she's distracted on the phone. She's like Miss Black Car all around doing stuff, and she steps out into the street and she almost gets her butt knocked over by a car. But she gets saved by Bonnie Belinda from Die Hard. Wow! Right. Bonnie Belinda from Die Hard comes swooping in, grabs her and put, you know, saves her just like she thinks she's real Bruce Willis. But um, <laughs> and so they now bond and we have this whole big thing where Michael Reedy kind of gets her more into Christmas to, to star, uh, not Bonnie Belinda, but the other woman, Rachel. Um, and then he's to soften up her image. They decide to spend time in the town doing Christmassy things because we know this is really truly a word. And so they do all this Christmas stuff and he decorates her house. He decorates the tree, which I love that scene because she has like absolutely no Christmas decoration. Now remind you, this is her hometown and her brother lives there and she doesn't really speak to the brothers. Ah. Right. So she's back there. She comes to the hometown. She doesn't even stay with the brother. She's in some rental and they got to decorate the whole thing and they're running around they're doing Christmas stuff and they're going to the tree lighting. So my question to you, Andrea, and I think, you know, we've talked about this, this list thing that Hall, that Hallmark has. So if a guy went through the Christmas list things with you, would you fall in love with him? Oh, <laughs> I think 
I mean, I think that sort of helps, don't you think? Yeah. I'm like, I mean, I'm there. You know, I'm there. That's that's like show, that's such a show of good, being a good sport and it's you know, a litmus really, test. Uh, wanting to get, yeah, there you go. It's a litmus test. <laughs> but you know, I'm thinking to myself, of course, could be the wrong guy. It has to be the right guy. You, know, you right it stuff. will sort out when you start doing the Christmas list stuff. You'll find out right <laughs> away. I'm telling you, because I tell you, my a husband, my ex husband, big on Christmas. I mean, we met it. We met at Christmas. We met at a Christmas party. I met my significant other after the ex-husband. I met him at Christmas. Both men. Wow. Yes, both men I met at Christmas. And yes, they were Christmas treers. They We did it and there was hot cocoa going around. And yep, big family Christmases. And I'm telling you, if that wasn't happening, it, this relationship wasn't going to happen. I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, there you, go. you got to go through the list or you're not making it with me. Okay. <laughs> Um, so on this one, yeah, they did the whole thing. Hot cocoa tree trimming. Yep. We did it. Then there was, I love this movie because it has a great song. They sing this really, I can't find it, but it's Christmas memories. And he's, they made it for the movie. I know, but I love that song. It was like, they start singing and I start crying. It's like, I cried through all five of these movies, but the other thing I love about it is that this movie has as the bad guy, he is the he's he's the literary agent. Andrea, he's you. I'm not a bad guy. <laughs> Steve Bassick, I think B-A-C-I-C. He also played oh. husband in the garage sale mysteries, which you know with Laurie Lohan. Oh, I like him. I love that guy. He yeah. was kind of bad though. I'm really kind of sad, but I mean um, bad guy that I love. That- He's he's also in other things where he's not bad. So don't oh worry. my god, the one where he's the Navy SEAL. Oh, yeah, oh. that's a great one. Oh my god, there's that scene where they're doing the photo shoot and he's in the uniform and everything. And I, that's yep. when she goes, we both say in life, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh huh. Love a man in uniform. All my ROTC <laughs> buddies from Holy Cross talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> talking about you guys. So anyway, I kind of love it that he's in that movie. Bonnie Belinda is in the movie doing a great turn as the, okay, here is the hidden identity. If you haven't seen this movie, spoiler alert, she ends up being the adopted mother of our star, Michael Reedy, who doesn't know who his mother was. He finds out that that was his mother. And now they're going to have Christmas forever together. Happy oh, ending! So I, I don't know how I've missed this one. I don't even think I've oh, it. not even in my rotation. Oh my god! A joyous Christmas. Got to turn turn this one on. This is good. This candy cane. This okay. is a good one. This is a good one. And Steve is in it. Steve is in it. I love it. Oh. Okay. So right. Now we don't know that one. We're here for the last drum roll. Oh, okay. Our- I am going to winnow down. I had another one on the list that I <laughs> messed up because I, I cut it down. Talk, I was supposed to cross it off, but I am going to tell you my my top. Christmas movie mm. is called Trading Places, not the um, not the Eddie Murphy movie. Um, <laughs> it's a movie. It's kind of complicated, and it's interesting. There's no villain in this movie. It's two couples who need to find each other. Oh, it's Trading Christmas. Christmas. It's Trading Christmas. Oh, Trading Christmas. That's why. I'm, no wonder I was calling it the wrong thing. Trading Christmas. Sorry. That's why I'm here. Um, Senator Kyle is here to yeah. help you. Thank you. And um, it's based on a Debbie McComber book. It's about these two couples. They're not two, they're not couples at the beginning. It's a, a woman whose husband has died. One of the reasons I like it is because she's not, you know, in her twenties or early thirties. She's right. a woman who has a daughter in college, and she's all by herself in this beautiful Christmassy town in a very Christmassy house in Washington State. But her daughter goes to Boston College, and and you know, um, spoiler alert: when you see the movie, you really know it. she's not in Boston, but yeah, um, media, kind of nice that, that is not fake Boston. Boston. And it's not Boston College. It's more like BU, maybe. But anyway, <laughs> and she decides to go surprise her daughter in Boston for Christmas. But in the meantime, she's told it's a very complicated plot. She's told a very good friend of hers that she's going to be alone for Christmas. This is before she decides to go see her daughter. So our friend now decides to travel from San Francisco to Washington to see her. Meanwhile, she, who's who's played by Faith Ford, is on her way to Boston to see her daughter. And she's going to swap houses with a guy who lives in an apartment in Boston, who's a writer. Mm -hmm. So now you have a woman traveling from San Francisco to Washington. The woman who lives in Washington traveling from Washington to Boston. The guy who lives in the apartment in Boston is traveling to Washington. So what you have a setup is the guy from Boston is a writer, and he's going to land in the house 
with the woman from San Francisco and they're going to get on each other's nerves and she's going to tell, be very bossy and tell him how to write his book <laughs> when he just wants to be left alone and he wants her to go away. And the woman from Washington is now in Boston in the writer's apartment and his brother doesn't know that he's left. So he goes over there and he finds her and those two are going to fall in love. Yeah. And it's like so you have two late, late in life people, not late in life, but you know, they're probably like in their late forties. Um, and they're just so sweet together. And he does, he takes her to a nice dinner. She gets to put on a nice dress. Oh, Gil Bellows, Gil Bellows. So good in this role. Oh my God. If you ever, if you want to check out Gil Bellows, he's aging nicely. He was hot at 45 back in the day. He's in Shawshank Redemption. But he was a sexy guy. And I'm telling you, when he gave it those earrings, I was like, so yeah, I'm there. Yeah, he did. He did a good job with this. And in the meantime, so, so you have these two couples, but what, of course, what happens then is that this woman finds out that her daughter is not in Boston. She, you know, she's devastated that her daughter actually lied. And she wasn't going to stay by herself in the library at Boston College. She actually went to Phoenix with her boyfriend. Right. But then the daughter and the boyfriend <laughs> come back. Mom came all the way to Boston and the daughter was lying and she's in Phoenix. And like- exactly. So it's a lot of it's a lot of misconnections, but it all brings everybody together the way they should. And we're meant to be. And then, of course, at the end of the movie, you see that the next Christmas and everybody's in Washington in the beautiful Christmas house and the couple that met the, the writer who was having writer's block and the bossy friend who was telling him how to write his book are clearly married and she's pregnant. She's pregnant. So, you know, it's this very happily ever. after. Hey, it's everyone, a happy ending you know? again. I like this one too. So, because Faith Ford was realistic in her inability to deal with being in that house without her husband now and her yeah. daughter, because it was right. just overwhelming for her. And I think a lot of times, you know, the storyline has something like that where, People can't deal. People are having a hard time with Christmas. And this is a very, it is a very tough time for people. It's a very, a lot of depression happens at Christmas, you know, yeah. alone. And, and it's, it's tough for a lot of people. And I like that they didn't gloss over that fact as they tend to do with some of them. They kind of state it and then they move along. Faith was really having a hard time. And, you know, just even bringing out the ornaments was just it was killing her that she was going to be there alone. And I said, she's like, I just got to get out of here. And I could, I could identify with that. You know, I could identify yeah. that a, a lot. It was just uh, well done the way they put it all to a head. And then everybody having second thoughts about, yeah, I thought it was going to be great not being with family for Christmas, but it really isn't. I'm going to, I'm going to go home and I've got to find my family and I'm going to go back. And I love. And I, and I thought the two brothers who were bachelors, mm-hmm. who had sort of lost sight of their of what family and Christmas meant, like they were basically guys who were just going to sit around and you know watch football and you know, like, oh. you know, pretend there wasn't really a holiday. So and that was true. totally realistic. So realistic. I mean, if you've only got two men left in the family, they are not getting together and making a turkey and putting all that stuff up together. Which is a thing that I always say about these these Christmas movies. They really kind of don't talk about how exhausting it is to get all this list stuff done. They make it so happy. Yeah. <laughs> and this and that, it's like, oh yeah, we're going to go outside, chop down a tree, drag it in the house, put it up. We're baking cookies. We got to go to the store. They have all the ingredients in the house. No, you got to go to the store, stand in these mad lines, get all this stuff, bring it back to the house. And now you got to cook it and you're up all night. I mean, you're making potatoes. You're doing all this stuff in the middle of the night. These people are just la-di-da, boom-ba, and everything's out. It's like, no. Christmas is exhausting. (laughs) It is. You have to really love it. And I want to give a shout out to all the people who make Christmas happen. Let's give a clap to mom, sis, aunt, whoever, you know, and even if you've got a cousin, so-and-so has the big house and invites everybody over. I'm giving everybody some props because this is some hard work and it is something that, you know, just appears in these movies and everybody looks wonderful doing it. But if you have four and five people doing it, it is going to be fun. But uh, so I will give that up. But if sometimes you're the only one doing a whole lot of stuff and it's not so much fun. Yeah. And, and on the, on the flip side of that, for those of us who are, shall we say decorating challenge, you know, we don't have those, we didn't, we didn't get that gene to make the gingerbread houses look good or to, you know, make the beautiful cookies some of us do feel a little bit like um, this is the season that makes us feel bad about ourselves because bad our houses just mix. don't measure up to the, the things that you see in the catalogs. Maybe that's why I like the movies because it's all vicarious pleasure because 
you know, if I make a gingerbread house, people might say, oh, did your 10 year old, you know, do you have a child who made that? I'm just not good at decorating things. I was just watching when Lacey Chabert one, and, you know, she made the, the gingerbread carousel that turned. I was just like, oh my God. <laughs> it's like Martha Stewart moment where you just want to cuss her out. But yeah, she did have like cheap gingerbread that just came out of wrapping. You know, she wasn't making that gingerbread. But I, I I love all those movies. I do. I love the baking ones because you're right. We I am not a baker. My mother my mother had this incredible apple cake that she made and passed the recipe out. But she always left one ingredient out in everybody's version of the recipe, so none of us could make the apple cake. <laughs> <laughs> that's hysterical oh my god you all have to come together to make the apple cake we feel like everybody has all the together. ingredients right. like we got together we were reading the recipe and we all realized we were missing one ingredient. <laughs> that's hysterical <laughs> that's too just, funny nobody was gonna make that cake like mom but um yeah so i don't do a lot of baking either but i do do other things i love tree trimming is my thing i have a big tree trimming party not a big one but i i like to do it i mean christmas Christmas hat, we got the you know hot cider, everything's going, Christmas music, I got the playlist. I'm ready, boy. That tree it goes up the day after Thanksgiving. So I don't do Black Friday. Wow. I put the tree up. That's my tradition. So we're coming up really nice. on an hour here. So I want to give you my number one, and then we'll say goodbye yes. and end our show. And everyone can tune into Countdown to Christmas, which is on right now on the Hallmark channels and Hallmark Murders and Mysteries. So tune in. So my number one movie is an oldie too the christmas card oh i love this one this is a this is an old one it's it's a 2006 it stars john newton and alice evans both people that i think never made another hallmark movie but the father is played by edward asner ed asner and the mother is played by lois nettleton so Oh, I remember this one. It takes place in because a- they were together. They played together in a Mary Tyler Moore episode. Yes, they did, and I think they were. I think they were like married in real life or something. I think I don't know yeah. because they were definitely they. They're like the B couple in this one, mom and dad, and they were they were hilarious. Ed Asner and Lois are hilarious as the mother and father. He immediately he does not like his girl, his daughter's boyfriend, Paul. Ah. Ben Weber, who also played um, the boyfriend of uh, the redheaded one, Miranda in not Miranda, yeah, Miranda in in Sex in the, Sex in the City. Oh, lawyer, really? Lawyer, right? She had a boyfriend that had really curly hair. That's Ben Weber. He plays the boyfriend in this one, and he's a oh. wine seller. And, you know, he's just all about the wine and he's just going to take her away from all of this lumber mill stuff. And then in comes like the lone motorcycle riding veteran guy who knows her and comes to this town because he got a Christmas card from her. She writes out all these Christmas cards to the soldiers that are on active duty. Again, shout out to our in-service men. She writes these Christmas cards out every year and he got one of them. And had a picture of her house and she just wrote a nice note. But he fell in love with her over this note. So he's got this dog-eared Christmas card and he's coming to town to find her on this really wow. hot motorcycle and his hot leather suit. I'm like, okay, baby, let's go. And anyway, so the meet cute is not exactly cute because Ed Asner is crossing the street. Veteran guy, Cody, of course, great name. <laughs> He sees this car streaking up on Ed Asner. He runs into the street and he gets Ed Asner out of the way, just like Bonnie Belinda saved the other one. He does a Bruce Willis, saves Ed Asner from being run over by the car. And that's how he meets the girl. And oh my God. Oh, no, no, no. I take it back. They do have a meet cute. Before all this stuff happens, he's in the diner and he ordered a chicken salad and curly fries extra crispy. Then he goes to the men's room. She comes in, orders a chicken salad with curly fries, extra crispy. And so we know what's going <laughs> to happen here. Okay. We know what's going to happen. She, then she gets his order and she starts eating it. And, you know, he's like, why are you eating my crispy fries? And, you know, it's on from there. So, and then the car accident happens. And of course, you know, he's got to stay now. He's, he doesn't tell her that he's got this Christmas card. He comes to the town because he, you know, he's all alone, doesn't have any family. He's on leave. He, he actually came back to talk to one of the wives of a serviceman that he served with that was killed. And he came to 
tell her, you know, he was sorry and how he died and all that. And I think this town was nearby. So he decides to go to that town, too. So, you know, we got all this drama going on. So Ed Asner is a veteran. He immediately bonds with Cody. Cody is hot. Let me tell you, he's got that motorcycle. Doesn't know anybody. Ed talking and sparking it, talking and sparking. And then in comes crazy Paul with the Porsche. And, you know, he's been dating her for years and years and years. Hasn't popped this ring. But now that he sees another dog in there, you know, circling around, all of a sudden he's going to find himself a ring real fast. But it's too late because Cody is already talking you know, stuff to her and they, they play football and this is one of the yeah, football. This is not in very many Christmas movies, but they have a winter cr- football game. And of course, you know, of course, that's it. It's, <laughs> it's a sleigh ride. <laughs> and the thing I about this movie and why this movie is my number one, not just because I think, you know, John Newton is hot as anything. And it's a very romantic movie. It all happens because of a Christmas card, which I think mm. the ultimate hallmark Christmas movies, because I still write Christmas cards. I don't send email cards. I go to the store and I buy cards. And I I think I send out like 75 to 80 cards. So it takes me a couple of days, yeah, to get all these cards done. I don't do a whole bunch of, here's my year and everything I've done. Just, just, I just want, you know, wet ink on the card. And Hallmark coming, you know, starting as a card company, I just wanted to make this number one because I still do love a beautiful Christmas card. It is one of my favorite things to get Christmas cards and put them up on the door and see them all. I think they're pretty. And so the Christmas card is my number one Christmas Hallmark movie. And of course it is a happy ending. Yes. (laughs) She gets them another, get them another order of chicken salad and curly fries. Well, now, Sabrina, I have to ask you a question. Have you ever played a drinking game while watching Hallmark movies? Oh, my God. <laughs> Somebody gave me one last year. <laughs> I did. Because the things we haven't talked about are myriad, like the um, the Christmas festivals and, you know, all these other things that we that I don't know of any place that has except in a Hallmark movie. You know, the whole <laughs> town gathers for a Christmas outdoor market in the middle of winter and the snow. The you know, things like. We have it here in Bethesda. So, we do have a Christmas market in Bethesda. Uh, do you have a fe- the festival of the entire town? No, we don't do that. <laughs> I have not seen that. But yeah, but this is a bigger town than most of these other little towns. But oh, no. yeah, I have I have 12 things that I have seen that the, these are these are Hallmark things that I'm not sure if we really do them anymore. One is caroling. Which I have. Yeah. Have you been caroling? I have caroled. Uh, not lately, but I have caroled. Yes. Yes, I have caroled. The, the tree lighting, which that's yes, big. We have that in our town. DC has one that is televised. So yes, I have been to a tree lighting because we do, do. I'm not going this year, but we. <laughs> but they, then they have these like half baked snowball fights, which you know because they're filming. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's only one really good snowball fight in any one of these movies, and that was the one Christmas at Homestead where they had a melee snowball fight. <laughs> that was one of the best snowball Well, uh, you know, I read it in online that how big a movie, how big a budget the movie has depends on how much snow they can actually fake. <laughs> yeah. Because it's really expensive to put all that fake, even if it's not really snow, whatever it is, is, you know. And when it's balanced perfectly on a railing where the sun is shining down and nobody's wearing coats and you think, how's that snow still staying there? <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, it really. We're from we're from you know New York and Massachusetts, so we know snow. It's like that's not yeah. that snow. Uh uh-uh. <laughs> Yeah, the cookie baking is always on the list too. That's number four. We got the tree trimming, yeah. which I love. I love you and I have already talked about cookie baking. That's not our thing. Um, then we have you have the Christmas festival, which you just mentioned. Hot cocoa making, we- ice skating. We do eggnog. Yeah. Ice skating, which I have done. I have skated on, you know, the ice skating rink over at the Boston Common. Pictures with Santa as an adult. I can't say that no. I've done it. Yeah. That's like, <laughs> no, we're, we're, no, we're, I'm sorry. Once the kid is over six, I'm not taking any more pictures with Santa, but they like to do that. And then the, this cutting down of the tree and bringing it home never happened. <laughs> never happened. Oh, we, we did that when the kids were little. We did it several times. <laughs> You really went out there and cut the tree down and brought it back. We really went up to we really went up to Connecticut and did that. Okay, you get big props. See, that's why you're my expert on this one. All right. Okay, but how about how about yeah. a, um, a sleigh ride with a horse drawn 
carriage. I have done that. I have never. I have done that. I did that with the ex-husband. Yeah, he, that's what I'm telling you. So anyway, on that note. Yes, I, I know we've gone way over. We've gone way over. I told you. Well, this has been so much fun, and I know we could go on for another hour if we had to. So <laughs> I'm going to just sign off here. But before I do that, I'm going to let Andrea tell everybody where she can be reached. Andrea Cascardi Mayer. You where can, can find me on Twitter at AECBKS. And uh, I don't post that much about Hallmark on there, but I do follow a lot of romance writers and uh, Hallmark um, related people like Stacey Donovan, who's uh, is in charge of Hallmark books and, um, you know, start a conversation. Yeah. You know, the Hallmark books, I have not really gotten into that, but I'm, I'm, I need to do that. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to actually check you out on that because I, I love reading romance novels. Gobble them up, and I'm glad you mentioned uh, Deborah Maycomber because I do love her. And uh, you didn't mention Karen Kingsbury, but she's another one that I love. Some of her movies, Christmas Miracle, yeah. Christmas Miracle. So yeah, Hallmark Books, check it out, folks. And I am saying goodbye as well. And I am Sabrina Wood, the Cinnamon Cinephile, and you can reach me at cinnamoncinephile.com. All right, or you can reach me at Sabrina at cinnamoncinephile. Dot com too. That's the email. And then there's also the website. So until then, we will say goodbye. Thank you so much, Andrea, for doing all my Christmas. Thanks, Sabrina. It was so much fun. Yeah. Merry Christmas, everybody. You too. Bye.